0: Welcome back to episode number 91 of the NP Dude. This is Jeff the NP Dude. Sorry about the railroad tracks back there. Uh, giving nurse practitioners a voice. That's all of your voices, guys. That's my voice, your voice, all of us. It's, and I really mean that. So use me as your mouthpiece. If there's something that's bugging you, I want to hear from you because if it's bugging you, it's probably bugging someone else and it might even be bugging me. So email me, Jeff at the dudecom You can also catch me on Facebook, at the NP Dude. You can tag me. Sometimes it shows up, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, you can always just catch me, Jeff Power. Hours and you can uh, send me a PM that way too. Questions, comments, concerns—I don't care. I'll take them all. Um, I had uh, a pretty impressive bump on the Facebook likes, and we're almost at 1,200. So I'm going to make a new prediction because things are kind of snowballing. It's like uh, it's a little over 100 a month. It seems like I don't know. That's what it seems like, anyways. I didn't do the math, but I think by end of the year, so we're talking. We're talking December 31st of 2017. I think we're going to hit 2000. And uh, I think that's a pretty pretty uh, impressive goal. But I also think that I can't do it without you guys. So I need you guys to like and share the show. I need you guys to tell your friends about what's going on. And uh, I need to hear from you guys. I need you guys to tell me what's bugging you. Because if I keep talking about contract stuff, I'm to, I don't know, man. I don't just contract stuff. I mean, some of it's interesting to me, but I'm getting kind of bored with it. I want to hear good stuff. I want to hear other stuff. So I got one today. That came in. Uh, oh, we're not done yet. More housekeeping stuff. If you want to, s- to help support the show and the things that I'm doing here on the NP Dude, I want you to go on over to my website. Click on the NP You'll see the Amazon affiliate link. You can help uh, support the show by clicking on the link, doing your Amazon shopping uh, that you otherwise would have done. And what that's going to do is give me a small percentage of the price that you pay, but it doesn't cost you anything more. It's comes straight from Amazon and it's just for me directing traffic to them through my website. That's all it's for. And I'm not making a ton of money on this. I'm not looking to make a bunch of money. I'm just trying to pay for the show. I'm just trying to help cover the cost. And, uh, if you guys like what you, you, you hear, it doesn't cost you anything more. So just go do it. Go buy all your Christmas presents. Go right there right now. Buy them all. All right. Go spend a, a 10 grand. That'd be helpful. Appreciate it. All right. Um, other housekeeping things, uh, I've got a couple more Facebook uh, sh- uh, shares that have really kicked up those numbers, but I've got only a handful more of the uh, reviews, so give me a review give me a review or a rating on iTunes as well, and uh, one on Facebook and that helps, because what happens when you Google the NP dude it comes up with a Facebook page and it shows how many stars I am, and if you guys like what you're hearing, and you want to hear more of it, you gotta, you gotta let people know about it, so uh, appreciate you guys that have been doing that, and um uh, So uh, keep doing it. All right. Chronic Intractable t-shirts. I'm still having done nothing. It was a crappy week, man. I got crushed at work. I'm still, I don't know, 10 charts behind. I got to finish. I left the office at 7 o'clock. I'm I'm ready to go. So, um, and we're heading into the weekend. So I've got some more to do. We're going camping this weekend. And uh, so I got to hurry up and get this stuff done and get ready. And So we'll see what happens. But I got one from Chronic Intractable Paul. He lets me use his name. He's one of my few let me use his name. Um, question, have you ever had to fire a patient from your practice and if so, why would you do it or have, why would you have done it or why have you done it? And uh, what's the process, and you know what are the potential pitfalls, that kind of stuff. And that's a fantastic question. No one's asked that one before. So, Paul, kudos to you, brother, for coming up with good ideas. That's the kind of stuff I want to hear from people because, you know, I I haven't had to do it. I'm not gonna lie, I've never had to fire a, pra- a patient. Now, here's the thing: I work in a practice where I don't really have that much authority. So, if there's a problem with me, I'm probably not gonna fire that patient. They gotta go see the other person. Um, that doesn't mean that I wouldn't make recommendations <laughs> to do it, and uh, maybe if it was bad enough situation, I could get it done. So I'm going to start with when you can't fire a patient, right off the bat, and I'm going to just caveat this, that it might be different in your state, but in general, you can't discriminate somebody based upon the seven protected classes, whatever they, are. I can't remember, this is law school stuff, this is, you know, 15 years ago. The seven protected like uh, sex, race, religion, uh, ethnicity, uh, country of origin, um, age. So I mean, there's like a, the, these federally protected classes. You can't discriminate on that. So if somebody comes into you and says, "I'm, um, you know, I'm a female," and I say, "No, nope, I only treat males." I'm, you know, or, or you, you're transgendered and you switch genders, and now oh, I can't treat you because you're now female. That may or may not fly. I don't know, but that probably wouldn't be a good idea because it's, you're cutting too close to the to the quick on that one. Um, trying to come up with another. Oh, yeah, I, I got to fire you because you turned uh, sixty-five. You're too old. I can't treat you anymore. You know, and and you treat everybody except for that person. So you could be discriminated against upon age. So that's that's kind of a no-no, right? You could get a claim against you for that. So. Those are pretty obvious cases. So, what are the main ones that I would look at where I would contemplate if I would fire a patient? If somebody's being abusive to me or my staff, and they don't recognize that, um, and they're and they're not, you know, psychotic, right? I mean, so they don't have a, a mental reason; they're just assholes. And if you're being that way just to be that way to me or my staff, I'm gonna say, dude, I'm not gonna see you. <laughs> I'm not gonna see you. I could choose not to see you. Now. I would recommend that we terminated that person from the practice. Uh, whether they do or they just get put on somebody else's schedule, that would have to depend upon you know the director of the practice. I don't get to make those calls where I am. Um, but they'd have to—it'd have to be pretty egregious, and it'd have to be you know unwarranted, you know belligerence. So if somebody's just being a you know. You know, screaming at me because I won't give them pain pills, and you know, threatening me or or threatening my staff or something like that. You're out of here. Probably I'll call the cops. So even if I didn't fire them from the practice, I might call the cops. <laughs> you know, so that I mean, that's other repercussions. Um, what else would I do? Uh, obviously, if somebody's not paying their bill, I'm not going to see them again. I might not. I might not um, dismiss them from the practice per se, but I might just you know say I can't schedule you until you pay up. You know. I want you in my practice, I just, I can't, I can't keep accruing this balance and seeing you, I got other people that are that got good money, they, that they want to be seen, so I'm not going to do that, um, what else, let's see, so not paying your bill is a good one, um, non-compliance, that was one that you said, Paul, and I, I agree, so um, my practice, if we fired everybody for non-compliance, half our people would be gone, I'm not going to lie, half of them just don't give a crap, it's just the culture of where I'm working, so that's how it is, um, you can talk until you're blue in the face, and they ain't gonna care. They don't care that their A1Cs twelve. They whatever. I feel okay. <laughs> okay. Come talk to me when you get neuropathy. Yeah, then you might get interested in your A1Cs. So it really depends. If I was in a practice where I had people knocking down my door, and I was in a specialty, and and you're non-compliant, sorry. I got people that are willing to take care of themselves, that want my care, that that want to get better. Bye bye. I wouldn't hesitate to terminate somebody for that if it was in the right setting. Where I am, it just that's not going to happen, right? Now, I'd like to say if these people are so noncompliant because they choose to be noncompliant, that's, a, that's, you're gone. Now, if somebody doesn't have the mental capacity to really grasp the concepts of the illness that they have, nor the medications that you're trying to, to stabilize them with, that's a totally different issue. You can't, you know, you can't discriminate on that, right? I mean, it's that's not a protected class, but it just, it's just not cool. So as far as what I would do, now my practice, I i helped rewrite the policies. I don't think there's a policy on terminating them. I, I didn't see one. I didn't write one. And uh, so I, I don't think we have a, a traditional policy that says here's what you do and here's the t- amount of notice and all that stuff. So can I speak definitively for everywhere in the country? Absolutely not. But I can give you some guidelines here. So what I would do if I said, you know what, I'm getting rid of this person and I have the authority to do it, whatever it was, non-compliance, whatever, I don't care, I'm terminating this person, it would depend upon what the condition that they were in and whether they were stable or not at the time that I was getting rid of them. So if I was terminating somebody... From my practice, and they had no feasible way to get another mechanism of care to continue it, then I would be less apt to fire them and terminate them from the care. I would try to work with them because they really don't have an option, right? And I I work out in the middle of nowhere. Appalachian, right? So if I was terminating people and they have no other way, no one takes their insurance, which is Medicaid, no one no one uh, is relatively local, they'd have to, you know, get on a bus and go, you know, 100 miles in a different direction to try to find uh, somebody that that would be able to treat their condition. Then that's it's essentially saying you know what' you're, you're, I'm, I'm firing you and you're no longer able to be treated And that's I think that's kind of a crappy thing. We're in this to help people so I don't think that's a good way to do it. But if there's other family practices and there's no you know if I was where I live in practicing, there's a ton of people that do what I do in that area. There's absolutely zero reason that you couldn't find another practice or a 10 that could pick up right where I left off. And if that was the case, and the conditions were relatively stable, I would give a 30-day notice or 60-day notice or something that was relatively reasonable for them to get on the schedule for another practice. So in my, in my practice, you can get on my schedule today as a new patient. They'll, they'll jam you in. That's just the way it works. Um, so I'll see patients, literally, they'll call at 8 o'clock in the morning and say, you know, I want to be a new patient. They'll say, what insurance you got? All right, can you be here at 10? <laughs> and they jam them in, and I'll see them in, in two hours. But some practices it takes two, three weeks if it's a well-established practice and they're not really accepting new patients. Even if they are accepting new patients, but they're only you know on a limited basis, it might take a month to get in there. So I would say to this person, I'll give you 60 days of your medicine, of to stabilize you. I'm giving you a 60 day notice, and in that notice, or 30 days, whatever you feel is you know reasonable in your in your area. Or by state law, it might be mandated. I'm not sure. In Ohio, I don't think there is anything. I haven't looked, but I don't think there is anything. But I would give a reasonable enough time that I would exceed whatever it would be in the state law, anyways, because I wouldn't want to be a dick. I would been, I just wouldn't want to leave somebody hanging, you know, without blood pressure medicines or you know pain medicines for you know for, for, uh, neurontin or something for their diabetic neuropathy. I mean, I'm not a fan of neurontin, but I certainly don't want people in pain. So I would, I would tend to. Um, To give them that flexibility and that that duration of about 60 days. And then what I would do is I would specifically state in my termination letter, uh, Joe Smith, I hereby provide you notice that as effective this date, bam, 60 days from now on this date, um, you will be terminated from this practice and you will no longer be able to be seen for any medical condition whatsoever. The reasons you are being terminated from this practice are as follows. And then you outline specifically what those are, and they better not be any of the discriminatory ones in the in the federal law, right? Or if it's a state law, you end up against that too, right? Probably not so much state, but they it may be there. I just don't know. So I, I would specifically outline it. Now, before I would do this, when I talk about terminating a patient, Personally, like like in the last visit, they're being a schmuck. They're not paying their bill. They're non-compliant. Nothing, none of this stuff, right? I I would probably give them a, a verbal warning at the last visit that I saw them, and then if they either you know d- didn't comply in terms of they didn't follow up with the last appointment and they were non-compliant, then I would send them the ter- the, the the letter, Seven, uh, 60 days from here. Boom, done. And that you have no no opportunity, you've all you've exhausted your opportunities to correct your behavior or something like that. But yeah, I would terminate in a heartbeat if somebody wasn't doing what I mean, especially when I own my own practice someday, which is very likely gonna happen once we get no uh, we get rid of this stupid collaborative agreement crap then then uh, i wouldn't hesitate to say you know what you're 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 more of a headache to me than than the benefit of of your bill and you don't take it serious that that i'm doing the best that i can to help your uh, maximize your health then you're gone i'm not going to do it go away and and you know thank you for your business but you can go somewhere else and i wouldn't even refer him let's just say you know what you can go on health grades and here you go there's a there's a bunch around good luck bye now, again, if I was a specialist and uh, I was in the middle of a, a say, um, this is more for physicians, but let's just use it as an example. So say you um, just did a surgery on somebody, and there's you know, post-op a couple weeks, but they're still having some issues with it. If you fired them then, guess what you're going to get? You're going to get a claim against your license. Somebody's going to file a complaint to the, to the state medical board, and in this case it would be the state nursing board, and you're very likely going to get a lawsuit because they left you, you left them hanging dry, high and dry you didn't help try to get it stabilized so you kind of need to pick a politically correct point and I hate politically correctness but political you know my views on being political it's just the appropriate timing where it just is like okay this isn't working for you it's not working for me let's just agree to disagree and you've got multiple other options why are you coming here if, if, we're, if we can't make this work so let's stop it because it's a waste of my time and a waste of your time, and you're not getting better. It just seems to make sense to me. I wouldn't I wouldn't do it at a bad time, right? I wouldn't, you know, if I was a nurse midwife and I just delivered a baby and this baby's, you know, all jacked up, and, you, you know, you, you, there's major hemorrhaging or something, they had to do it, you know, uh, the, you know the, I don't know some weird surgery or something, or take a do a hysterectomy or something. Then, jeez, I wouldn't leave right after that. I would just, I would try to ride it out a little bit, wait till things stabilize, and then say, okay, well, you know, just why don't you go this way? (laughs) But sometimes it's a miscommunication. I think a lot of it, you don't need to fire your patient. I think you can actually just do good communication skills with your patient, and you know, unless it's a payment thing where they just they ain't gonna pay you, then screw them off. You're gone. Bye. So that's kind of my take. I don't know if anybody has anything different. I'd love to hear from people that have fired patients because I've never had to do it. I'm still new. I'm still only like uh, eight, nine months in, eight months in. So I want to hear from you guys that have fired patients. How do you do it? What pitfalls have you seen? Um, The only pitfall I could see is just doing it at the wrong time, and then somebody just files a claim against you. I mean, you always could get bad press, you know, word of mouth about, you know, Powers was such a jerk. He kicked me out of his practice because I had a toenail, and he didn't want to take in with it. And I did pay my bill on time, and I was—I had it in my pocket, but I just didn't pay him. In time. Whatever, right? Excuses—they're—they're they're, they're louder. They're, people are going to hear that, so you could have some negative repercussions in the community. You could sue them for defamation if they're lying about you. So that's always out there. I don't know, I wouldn't go that route, <laughs> it's not worth it, do you want to be known as the practitioner that sued your patients for for that, that's probably not that good call, just do the best job you can, alright, that was a great question Paul, I appreciate it man, I really do, and uh, yeah, I'm driving safe, so I'm trying, anyways, I'm doing a little bit of a long way because I started my podcast a little late, I had, to, I had to unwind for a little bit and just not do anything, you guys ever just drive in a car and not listen to anything, just complete silence for like an hour? it was so nice it was just quiet because <laughs> I know I'm going to hear screaming as soon as I get walking the front door little kids running around like crazy it's great anyways that's my quiet time I guess sometimes second question this one's going to be short because it's not that difficult and the question comes in from uh, a chronic contractible that, that um, I see her comments and questions and she likes a lot of the things that I do I see a lot of her supporting the show by liking and sharing and, and I appreciate that I'm not going to use your name because you didn't say it could, but here was the question, and you'll know who you are as soon as I say this. Facebook, should we, shouldn't we be friends with clients on Facebook? Should we, shouldn't we be uh, friends with colleagues or your staff on Facebook, right? Should we do it? Um, It depends, right? So, if I have a friend that is my friend in life outside of work that's on Facebook and I happen to see them or they happen to be in my practice as a patient and they say, hey, I'll be your friend. I don't care. I don't care. They could be my friend. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Now, I've had multiple people that are my patients. I just all of a sudden see their name pop up and say, hey, they friended you and I automatically decline them. And I tell them, I don't, I don't pretend like it didn't happen because they know it, you know, they know you didn't accept their friendship. They know that, right? And so what, what I do, the next time I see them, I say, hey, you know, I appreciate that. I saw that you friended me on Facebook. I, I didn't know you were on Facebook. Hey, I appreciate that French, that friend notification, but I really can't. It's my policy that I don't accept friends from patients, friendships from patients, um, Simply because it's just it's kind of overstepping boundaries, and I haven't had one person say, "Oh well, that's too bad." You know, I feel bad you didn't. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, I get it. No big deal. I just happened to see your name, and so I friended you," and and so that's not been a problem. And so that's my fault. My philosophy on friending patients or or accepting friendships from patients, if it's my friend outside of work and I see them on a somewhat regular basis, or I know them personally, if I've broken bread with them, that type of thing, then heck yeah, they're they're my friend in life, they can be my friend on Facebook. And if they ask me a question through Facebook, chances are, I would have probably answered their question, you know, with a phone call saying, hey, you might want to go get that checked out or, hey, come on in and we'll get that seen or something like that anyways. So it's not like I wouldn't have just redirected them to the practice either way. I wouldn't just go out and say, okay, I'll go check out and do it for you on the side. I wouldn't do that because that's not not legit. That's not through the practice. And that's kind of a, a fiduciary obligation as an employee, um, even a contract employee to take care of your company that you work for. And you should do the best that you can for them. And that's true. You should. So the other one was friendships on Facebook with your colleagues. I don't see any problem with it. I'll friend anybody. I don't care. Now, usually I don't friend. This is just me. I don't usually friend females. I just don't. If it's somebody that, that is, you know, a friend at work or something like that, I will. But like, um, Unless it's you know a mutual friend of my wife and I, I just don't do it. It's just I don't want people to perceive in the community or in my life that I'm trying to do you know try to hook up or something. It's just not what I do. I don't I don't ever want anybody to think that. So I, I purposefully don't typically friend females unless they if they friend me I'll accept their friendship. Then I tell them that I I don't usually do it. Okay, it's just I don't. Um, do I get concerned about that? The only thing I can get concerned about is. Sometimes in my past, when you're friends with somebody on Facebook, and then your circumstances change in some way. So, like, you know, I used to be an engineer. I worked in, you know, offices, things like that. And then then Facebook, your friends on Facebook, and then all of a sudden, you know, something goes sideways, and you're friends on Facebook, but you're really not friends now with them. And so, you know, you don't necessarily want them seeing you, you know, going out to hang out with other people or pictures of you doing, you know, camping or something with a different crowd of people that maybe maybe would f- make them feel awkward. That's the only circumstance, and it's not even that, that often for me. So, I'm an open book. If it's on Facebook, I don't care. You guys can see it. I expect everybody to be able to steal my pictures and publish them third party. That's just kind of the way it is. Once it hits the internet, it's, it's f- fair game in my book. So, I don't really care. Employees. Now, there are office policies at some, some hospitals that that um, nurses and management can't become friends. Now, if I was an RN working in the hospital, I probably wouldn't friend my boss on Facebook. Only because, um, you know, if something happens where, you know, somebody makes a stupid comment that, that has nothing to do with me, you know, and maybe I'm sick or something, and you make a comment that seems like maybe I'm ditching work to go do something or they post an old picture and it was on my timeline for that day that I would happen to be sick and I was home and I called off and now it looks like I ditched work to go do something and now people have a, a you know bad reputation there right so that would be the only thing I wouldn't do but where I am now I don't care I'm friends with most of them I don't care don't care you guys can be my friends um I don't know. Does anybody else have a different policy? Let me know. Email me, jeff at the npdude.com. Send me uh, those Facebook uh, messages and uh, keep, the, keep the ideas going. It's great. I, I've got a couple other ones here. I'm trying to think because I'm driving here on some curvy roads. But um, I got somebody that was like, hey, I just found you for the first time. I haven't really listened much. I listened to one or two shows and I want advice from you. And, and they listed a ton of stuff. Yes, there's advice. I mean, Give me specific questions. I can't just give you advice. Somebody that was an RN that wants to go and do, um, go to FNP school or go into nurse practitioner. And, and it's like, pff, I don't know what you want. I can't give you advice. Tell me, you tell me what you want to do. What's your specific question and I'll answer it. I'll try my best. I promise. All right, guys, we're hitting it like 23 minutes. Don't forget to use my Amazon affiliate link and, um, Have a great weekend, guys. Enjoy your time off work. If you're off work, if you're working, be safe, and we'll talk soon.